0: What's up guys and welcome back to another episode of the first offense audio installment got a ton of stuff to talk about watkins glenn was a great race easily the best road course on the schedule in my opinion we'll talk about that we'll talk about larson's race winning move using up elliot locking up the front and getting it done one spot left in the playoffs what to expect at daytona and we even have a special announcement at the end so We'll get right into it. Uh, follow me on my other socials at First Defense. I hope you guys like this episode. And yeah, let's get right into it. So first of all, starting with the standings, like I always go over in the beginning. El- Elliot actually won the regular season title. He clinched it, but not much really has changed. So there's not much to talk about with that. The only thing is the points battle between Blaney and Truex has shrinken down to 25 points. I think it was a little bigger than that, maybe 10 little over 10 points so there is actually a way for truex to point his way in let's say blaney wrecks out early and then truex picks up some points throughout the stages and then has an okay finish he could actually make it on points but i think we're going to see a new winner these this race is just going to be so insane and if you look at um the drivers who haven't won a ton of them have a win at daytona so like eric jones won here before Elmarola won here before Dylan won here before Bubba Wallace finished second in the 500 Busher I think he finished second here last year and he was there on the last restart Justin Haley won here McDowell won here Stenhouse did did Ricky Stenhouse win here I'm trying to think I think he only won at Talladega for play races I just checked and Stenhouse did win here and then if you look at drivers who won who haven't won yet but won here in the Xfinity series. Justin Haley two times, Dylan once, Elmerola once, and Martin Truex actually won here in the Xfinity series, so he could get it done potentially. So yeah, any of those guys could win. I'm sure they're all going to be going for it, and it's going to cause mayhem because they're going to just push so hard. I mean, Keselowski's probably going to be a nut there, trying to get that six car into the playoffs, and then just many other drivers. We'll talk a little more about this towards the end of the podcast when I make my Daytona picks and talk about the next weekend and everything but anyways getting on to the actual race so the race started with rain tires they were way slower than slick so it made for a little bit of strategy change and the guys i think the guys who went out on slicks unless they had good track position like elliot and those guys up there they it was a smart call because a lot of them gained a ton of spots like kyle bush christopher bell um logano Who else was up there running with them? I'm not sure. A couple other. AJ Dinger recovered from a spin, and they were running good. Obviously, Larson. I mean, Elliott was the class of the field. McDowell showed that he could pass him and kind of outrun him at times, but his car went away a little, I thought, or maybe Elliott found something. But there was a point where McDowell was actually able to outrun everyone, and it looked like he was actually the fastest car. So that was pretty cool to see from that team. It would be crazy if they were able to pull off a win, but obviously didn't end up happening so I think this was probably the first road course where track position didn't feel like it was that important because I felt like there was kind of a decent amount of passing um I could tell that it the the wake of the car in front did have an effect obviously there's no there's no um getting past that but i did think there was a little bit more passing than what we've seen on like the Indy road course and everything but that's also because it's not really a real road course Watkins Glen is just such an amazing track that it just always makes for great races and we saw an amazing finish um in the cup race and the Xfinity race both with the leaders going at it so yeah it's obviously the best road course on the track I don't I mean on the schedule I don't know how you can really argue against it but it was the second to last road course The last road course is the Roval Which is the final race in the round of 12 So um, yeah That's pretty much it for road courses this year Six of them total ton of them But I think this one was the best all year It was just a lot of good racing all day um, Another thing is AJ Allmendinger Finished second in the Xfinity Series race And the Cup race So a tough weekend for him But he just can do take any car And kind of just put it in the top five on road course it's pretty insane how good he was he just didn't really have the car to go up there and pass Larson I mean he ran with him and he probably wore his tires out and everything trying to catch him but I don't think he would have been able to get alongside of him and pass him without Larson making a mistake he was definitely faster through the bus stop at one point he was flying through there and getting on Larson's bumper but Larson just kind of rolled through the carousel faster and drove away from him the toyota struggled again i kyle bush was really fast and he ran in the top five at times and he could kind of show lap times i looked like of fifth through seventh but then he hit the wall and wrecked his car so christopher bell ended up being the best finishing toyota he finished eighth chris busher had a decent run he finished ninth um he He didn't have the speed today to really get up there and compete with the leaders, but he was definitely fast, and that was pretty cool. He was my pick to win. He didn't get it done, but he had an all right shot. Eric Jones was the top 10. Cole Custer was the best finishing SHR car. He finished 11th. Harvick right behind him in 12th. Another really rough weekend for Byron and Bowman. They just have not gotten top 10s all summer, feels like. Um, so that's tough for them going into the playoffs, especially because they just, one of them's not going to make it if they um, can't run in the top 10 in the first three races, because it's going to be a good track for a lot of drivers, and you got to have some good finishes to make it, and if you have some bad luck, that'll be it. Another cool thing was Todd Gilliland was actually up there leading some laps. He had a ton of speed at the Indy Road course, and he actually brought some of that to the glen and was just pushing his car hard trying to stay out in front of elliot and larson probably pushed it a little too hard was hammering it off the curb and everything and actually wrecked an axle and that just cu- killed his car and his day um so that was tough for them but they had speed so i mean he's a rookie so i'm sure they look at it kind of like a win somewhat i mean i'm sure they would have liked to obviously finish the race but the fact that he was able to go up there and hold them off was pretty cool. I actually can't remember if it was Larson or Elliott. I forget what point of the race this was when he was in the lead, but it was definitely one of the faster cars. It might have been McDowell. I can't remember, but he was he was running really good in front of them, and they were a top three car, whoever it was. So, yeah, that was cool for that team. I don't really think any teams like were completely ended their race based off strategy, so that was kind of nice to see because in previous road courses like a team would stay out and lose track position and that would be it but i think guys were actually able to get back through the field and some of them just took would just take fuel and stay out and keep their old tires and they would they cycled back in the top five to ten on that last stop so that was cool but at the end of the day it just came down to that final restart and that was for anybody's taking and Almondinger had a on the second to last restart, he passed a few cars and then obviously he passed Elliott. And another driver who did the same as Logano took advantage of that and a few others. So, yeah, I mean, you have to be aggressive on that restart. And that brings us to the first offense move of the race. First offense move of the race is definitely going to have to go to Larson's final restart. It, was, it wasn't pretty, but he got it done. And... They don't give a trophy for second place, so I think Larson had to do that. I mean, if he let Elliott get a big run and use up all the track and then bring that into the S's, he would have cleared Larson and easily just driven away with the win. So Larson knew he had to, especially because the previous restart, that's exactly what happened. So he had to do that. It didn't look pretty locking it up, and he used Elliott up, and there may be retaliation, but for the win in the playoff points the win more specifically it was definitely a good move and i was glad he did it and didn't just let elliot get right back out in front one thing i want to mention is in elliot's interview you could tell he was just furious i mean he looked so mad but he was calm but he said i'm looking forward to and then he like paused and said bristol so i don't know if he was just so mad that he just forgot that they were going to daytona next week or what, or if he was referring to helping Larson by blocking karvik last uh, fall, and then Larson went on to win, so does that mean he's going to use up Larson at Bristol and take him out, or maybe he's just saying that, being sarcastic because of that race, or he was just so mad that he didn't even know where he was, so he just said that, that's what I think it was, because I don't think he really was going to, make a comment like that because he seemed like he was just trying to um just like congratulate him and not say anything bad about him but who knows i don't think elliot can really get too mad about it because it's a little bit similar to atlanta when he tried to block corey the and kind of put him in the fence i think larson was just racing as hard as he possibly could and he was trying to get the most out of the car but i don't think he was trying to like walk the right front up i think he was just pushing the car to the limit and made a mistake but then again i also think he knew that that could have happened and he could have pushed elliot way out wide so yeah it was just hard racing i mean it put on a good show for us so i'm happy about it all right guys now this would usually be the all show no go part of the race but i think i'm gonna get rid of all show no go. It's, I don't really see the point in it. I mean, it's cool, but I kind of want to make room for another segment. I don't know what I'm going to call it yet, but it's going to be... I'll come up with a cool name, but it's going to be the underdog of the race. So like a driver who isn't in the best equipment or doesn't usually have the best speed, who has a good run. And this week, it's going to be Michael McDowell. He went up there, competed with the leaders all day, was the favorite to win at one point, actually. So that was pretty cool to see him racing with the leaders running that car really hard and he finished six so he still had a great run kind of got shuffled back on restarts but still fought to get a top 10 and six is good so that was cool from that team Uh, especially with how many road courses there are on the schedule they could they could find a little something more he could win a few of these um next year maybe even the robo so he gets underdog of the race the last part of the podcast before we move on to daytona is race takes and i actually just posted the story so i haven't gotten too many back but i'm gonna pull some off of my instagram and a tiktok post i did i'll i'm not gonna mention who said what on the tiktok because i didn't let everyone know um that it was gonna be on the podcast so i'll just leave it anonymous but the first one on instagram comes from john sunny 32 he said he's a winner yeah I agree. I mean, he did what he had to do. It wasn't pretty, but I don't think he was gonna take a second place without making people mad. And he just got it done. And I was glad he made that move. And I was glad in his interview he didn't do a big apology and everything. Cause I mean, he kind of just admitted to. He said, "I'm not proud of it." Basically, what he's saying is, "I'm not." It wasn't the way I wanted to win, but I had to do it. I I just had to get it done, and he didn't regret it or anything. Next race take is talking about the finish, the last restart. This one says, done is done. Elliot is a professional. It's what you do. Take it behind closed doors. So, yeah, he handled the interview pretty well, and he didn't say anything bad. And I get what you're saying, like, take it behind closed doors, so don't show it in the media. But can you really take it behind closed doors when... They took the auto club incident behind closed doors and just happened again. So maybe Elliot has to use up, Larson, not use him up, just race him a lot harder and give it back to him a little bit. That's what I think he has to do, or else it's just going to keep happening over and over again. This one says, I hate road course races, but love that one. Yeah, I think a ton of people feel like this. I know a lot of NASCAR fans don't really like the road courses, but... Like I said earlier, a few times Watkins-Glenn just always seems to put on a good race. This one's racing at its best. No team orders. I agree. I don't believe in teammates. Um, I don't think you can let a guy beat you just because he was in front when the yellow came out. and Or let him take the lead and then try to race. Especially here, I get like on an oval when it's like midway through the race and you let a guy go out in front of you because it's going to benefit both of you but you can't do that in a situation like this and i was happy to see they didn't that's it for race takes you guys can submit yours at anchor.fm slash first friends or you can just go onto my instagram story and actually just type in your race take in there but this week i just pulled them off of a post i had on tiktok of just people reacting to the race and everything so i could get it from anywhere really but I will definitely talk about it if you put it on my story. Or if you actually submit an audio recording at First Offense on Anchor. So yeah, that's it for race takes. Alright, now we're going to talk about Daytona. And usually I just talk about the upcoming race for a couple minutes. But it's the final race of the season. So I'm going to go over a bunch of stuff. First of all, there's a Xfinity race and a cup race. The Xfinity race is Friday night. So... Friday night race. That's going to be a good one. It's at 7.30. And then the cup race at 7.30. Or no, sorry. The cup race is at 7 o'clock on Saturday. So Friday and Saturday going to be two great races. There's one playoff spot left in the cup series. Um, and there could be two because Kurt is going to be out. He He's clinched right now, but if he decides that he's not going to race in the playoffs, which could definitely happen. I mean, who knows where he's at? It's not looking good. Um, I mean, maybe they're just playing it super safe and he's doing good, but I have no idea what's going to happen. So if he can't race in the playoffs, then I think that would mean he's not eligible. I'm sure NASCAR would do something like that. I don't think they've ever had this situation. So, yeah, they would have to change things up there, and it could free up another spot in the playoffs. So, that's where Blaney and Truex are going to want to race for points, too, because if Truex finishes ahead of um, Blaney, but they get a new winner, then that means Truex is going to be 17th, Blaney is going to be 18th. I'm saying in points, or the roles could be reversed, Blaney 17th, Truex 18th and there's another winner, and then Truex becomes, or I mean, Kurt Busch becomes uneligible, then one of those guys is going to move up on points. So they're definitely going to be thinking about that. And I don't know. I mean, I still think you just need a win if you want a shot. It's Daytona. It's just going to be insane. It's probably going to be the craziest race of the year, honestly, because if any of those guys are in the top 10, they're just going to do anything it takes to win. But yeah i already said some of the guys who have won here before who need a win to make the playoffs. so i know those guys are going to be up there mixing it up i think a lot of people are going to be looking at bubba wallace because he's runs with the toyotas and he doesn't make any like insane moves but he just seems to be at the end of these things lately in the front and if he can do that again with hamlin behind him i know hamlin will push him out in front because he needs a win and Hamlin's locked in. I mean, yeah, he'll race him to the line and everything, but he will definitely get behind him and push him out like he did to Christopher Bell last year at Talladega. And Hamlin's such a good plate racer. He can actually help his teammates a ton doing that stuff. So definitely Bubba Wallace. Um, Blaney is amazing here. Won this race last year. And Truex is good on plate races. He swept the stages at Daytona and just got caught up in a wreck so he's not bad at all and he can get it done i don't know if he will but he's definitely going to be a contender and then justin haley really good here in the xfinity series and he actually has a win here in the cup series um i already talked about him earlier and then obviously stenhouse will race like crazy for the win dylan Keselowski McDowell I expect those guys to probably try to go to the front early and it's gonna create some mayhem throughout the whole race but the final few laps are just gonna be crazy because I'll be shocked if the top 10 to 15 is all drivers who already won I would expect at least half of them to be drivers who haven't won I'm actually gonna look at the restart from last year right now and I'm gonna name all the drivers who haven't won this year who were in the top 10-ish in the restart at this race last year. right, so I got it pulled up. So Blaney was on the front row with Busher right next to him, Corey LaJoy, Austin Dillon, Bubba Wallace was also in the top 10, Eric Jones, and then just a bunch of other drivers who haven't won from about 10th to 20th, which 12th on the last lap at Daytona is possible to get a run and get up there and With two to go, especially, that's when three, four to go, when everyone starts making moves, you can go from first to 20th or 20th to first in a lap. It's just going to be crazy. I can't wait for it. Um, Hopefully there's not a rain delay because it is rainy in Daytona around this time, which could actually create another upset winner. because if somebody is out there and we're halfway through and it starts raining, then the race could get called and we see an upset winner. Anything could happen. We're not going to know what's... We're not going to have an idea how it's going to play out until it's finished. And even through post-race tech, tech, because we know how that goes. It's hard to make prediction, but drivers who I think are going to be good are probably going to be the Fords. I don't think the Toyotas will be good, as good as they have been on the super speedways like Atlanta. Because I think that they have really good handling. But with this being a night race, I think that's kind of going to go... Go away not be a factor i think they'll obviously be good and able to lead laps but i don't think they'll have their handling advantage like they have had but definitely the fords blaney syndrick and logano they're all really good once they get together and throw kieslowski and busher in there and the hms cars struggled here in the um in the winter they just never really found each other but they they can definitely get together and run good too as for my pick i'm going to go for my xfinity pick first and i want to say gregson he's been good all year and he's really good on these plate races so yeah i'm going to actually stick with gregson i think the jrm cars will find each other and lead a ton of laps but i do think maybe aj allmendinger will be up there but my final pick is going to be gregson as for the cup race I'm going to go with Joey Logano. Uh, I think the Fords are going to run well. And I want to say Blaney, but I just don't think he's going to get it done. I think it's going to be his teammate, Logano. And I'm going to take a long shot pick. So Logano my main pick, but a long shot pick I'm going to go with. Let's see. I would say Bubba Wallace, but I don't really think he's a long shot pick at this point. Just because of how good he's ran on plate races recently so i'm gonna go with keslowski i mean yeah he's really good on plate races but it would really be insane if he was able to win and get that car in the playoffs and i know he'll do anything it takes to win so yeah i'm taking brad he won a daytona duel too he knows how to get it done so yep logano and brad are my two picks i hope you guys are looking forward to this race as much as i am and i i like that it's on a saturday night uh we haven't raced on a Saturday night in a while and it's kinda nice and then Friday night Xfinity race, so I'm looking forward to that. But anyways, I think that's all there is to talk about Daytona. I'll probably do some other stuff about Daytona on my Instagram and TikTok and everything, so look for that. And yeah, let me know what your predictions are and stuff. It's gonna be nuts in a good race for sure. Alright guys, now it's time for the special announcement. If you made it this far and thank you. I appreciate it so the announcement is that we're i'm actually going to be having a special guest on later in the week his name's brandon he's also known as a pit marine that's how everyone knows him on social media that's what his handles are on tiktok he is actually a pit crewman um he's a tire changer and he was a marine and he transitioned over to nascar and has a job here now so we're going to be talking about what his experience was like in the marines and how he came over to nascar and everything and i think it's going to be really cool he has a really cool story i can't wait to talk to him um so look for that later in the week it's going to be a great episode and i want to get some questions from people who are curious about him so check out his tiktok at the pit marine and You can ask me questions. I'm going to do a ton of posts asking people to comment what they're curious to learn about being a tire changer and everything. So yeah, just look there and make a comment and I'll try to ask them when the time comes. But anyways, that's going to do it for tonight's episode. The Glen put on another great race, as it seems to always do. It's just such a good road course. Perfect amount of passing zones. Great high speed parts of the track, but then it has areas like the bus stop, which are really intense, but you can't go through it slow without getting passed or used up. So it just makes for great racing, and I can't wait to go back here next year. It's actually became one of my favorite races on the circuit. So, yeah, that's gonna do it. Uh, I hope you guys like this episode. Stay tuned on my Instagram and everything for. The next podcast and i'll be posting some more daytona stuff and everything so look for that and yeah let me know what you guys thought of this race what you think is gonna go down at daytona and that's it i hope you guys have a good week follow me on my other socials at first offense and yeah see you guys